Alrighty, here I am. I am back after a short or long hiatus. And as funny enough, usually these things come to my head when they come to my head. So I was driving home today from the gym and something came to my head. Um, I will find a way to try to tag the folks from the Don't Judge Me podcast so they, they can see or people can see this podcast. But mainly, too, because I'm on their podcast. And also, they also have a great podcast. It's very funny and they're consistent when they post stuff. So that's way better than I can do. Um, I'm just a he say, naysayer, every time I can come around kind of guy. Um, <clears throat> but random shit. So like I was thinking about today specifically, how NIL may not have existed in an exact form, but had existed for forever. Because I went to the University of Maryland, and I know in that episode that we were that I was just on for the Don't Judge Me podcast, I was talking about how I had the Cotton State hat on. I was like, Juan was way out of Cobb State because he's a head coach. Juan is a Maryland legend. That goes without saying. But I was never in school with him at the same time. I graduated class of 2003, high school. We graduated college, class of 2002, so we never overlapped. Closest we did was, I guess, you know, I, I could probably see him if I went around College Park around the time. So we, like, whole year plus removed. Um... But there's one specific time I remember because somebody was telling me he lived in these gated apartments up Route 1. If you know anything about Route 1 and College Park and like all that stuff, like back in you know, 99, 2000, 2001, there was nothing fancy up there. Like there was big houses in College Park and stuff like that, but there was like nothing fancy. That was the only place that was fancy. Apparently Steve Blake and him lived there. Probably other basketball players did too, but um, <clears throat> probably Byron Mouton and you know, Lonnie Baxter, the good, good guys. I remember somebody saying specifically, oh, he lives in those apartments over there. Like, these beacon, ridiculous amount per month, really nice, you know, gated, obviously, like I said, doorman, all this shit, in College Park, Maryland. Look it up if you don't know what it is. It's just a university town mainly. Um, anyway, uh, I remember going by the tent shop, because it was cool to go by the tent shop and the radio shops if you had a car, because you're like, hey, look, at some point you're going to need tents. I've gotten tents on multiple cars. And at some point, you're going to need a radio. You want to get a boombox. You want to get an upgrade, whatever. Like, you know, the systems in the cars were not hitting like that unless you had really a lot of money. So my 1986 Mercury Cougar V8, you can look it up. It was a beast. Um, it was very old, though, in 2003. Um, you know, I'm up there, like, you know, trying to find something. Somebody pulls up in a yellow. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was a yellow something exotic. Like, I won't say foreign, but probably foreign because it wasn't like a Mustang. It wasn't like, you know, and this was the 2000s. So, like, you know, the cars was different. They had, like, you know, I guess they had the Chrysler 300s at the time and stuff like that and Dodge Chargers and Challengers. Um, but, you know, people wasn't heavy, heavy on those. So I think it was, like, I wanted to say it was like a yellow Porsche, which is kind of insane for that time frame. But Juan Dixon up there, fresh shape up, fresh taper fades. If you know him, back then he had the taper fade on the side. He wasn't growing no beard. All he had was a goatee. Um, up there, something yellow, sticky, crazy that was probably worth 100K. Or even if it was old, worth at least 50 to 60K. And uh, that was his shit. He just, you know, a senior in high school, I mean, in college. Maybe, I don't know what exactly that was. I feel like he had, he might have had already won a national championship. I don't know. Um, but he wasn't out of school yet. Cause like I said, I wasn't in school yet. What was he doing in college park if he was playing in the pros? And, you know, that stuff does happen because he played in Washington. And they hired, and that Washington team was crazy because they went and drafted him. They drafted Lonnie Baxter. Then the next year they drafted Steve Blake. They was like, we're going to have all the Maryland players on this team. And we should be able to win a, uh, a championship. If they won one in college, they should be able to win one in the pros. It never really panned out. But I fucked with that team. I always fucked with the Wizards. Um, but maybe think about more stories 
because they're athletes in college. So going to like a D1 school, and D1 means Division One, so like the highest ranking of all NCAA schools as far as athletics. Um, going to D1 school, people like was wow. They like didn't they shit stink. I mean, I tell you, I went to school. Football players like Ray Lewis had a little brother who was in college the same time I was in college. His name was was it? I keep thinking Marcus Lattimore. I don't think it was Marcus Lattimore. Keon Lattimore. Keon Lattimore. K E O N. L A T T I M O R A Keon Lattimore. And that years that we they had him and this other dude named Lance Ball. We was rocking, like no lie. We was running the ball really well. We had decent teams that was going to bowl games and winning them. I mean we weren't we were winning eight games and seven games a year, but still had a decent team. You can go to a game, home game, like we might could win this jump. Anywho, Ray Lewis brother went to school with us. I mean, DJ Strawberry uh came in the same class as I did. And DJ Strawberry was Daryl Strawberry, a very famous baseball player's son. I was Daryl Jr. He played against like LeBron and stuff. He was from Cali, very famous school. Matter Day, Matter Day, Matter Day. I think I don't know. M A T E R D E I. Two words. Look it up. Um, he was like known for having shut down LeBron. When I say shut down, like maybe held him to like twelve points and something crazy, and like three of twelve shooting in one game that they played against each other. So we came up with some big boys. Him. Uh, who else? Kennedy Beckway was from California. Uh, Mike Jones was the second player. Geez, second player in the country. Well, maybe he wasn't second player in the country. I feel like he was. But at least specifically second shooting guard in the country behind LeBron James when he came out. He was a high pick, McDonald's All-American. You can go look up his uh, the game. He was number 20. He was dunking in that McDonald's All-American game. Um, anyway, so that was that too. Who else came in with me? Uh, someone else. I don't remember who. Anyway, um, focus up. The biggest problem I had in college was girls would like pick football players, basketball players, not knowing which ones was going to lead. And I didn't think they needed to do that, but like it was obvious that they were like chasers. And there's nothing wrong with that in college, specifically like because that's where you're supposed to do it. But like I knew once was like trying to get up, and I was like, you gotta do your research because y'all not picking the right ones. You picking practice squad players, and you picking dudes that don't get on the team, get on the floor. Um, and that's respect to them; they can do whatever they want. Um, shout out to my homies. All the C-Roots folks, because I remember this is a funny story, particular story, where at some point the house that we lived in on campus became like a party house. There were people coming from like Germantown. And if you look up Germantown, Maryland, to College Park, that was a ride. Like people were riding out that far, knowing Friday, Saturday, and maybe even Sunday. Shit, I don't know how fucked up we would get. There was always going to be like a party at the crib. So, um, you know, our house was to go to. And we knew some friends who like knew people and, you know, attracted people, meet other attracted people. So at some point, you know, like I said, our house became the spot to come to. But at some point, some attractive friends of ours, female, brought, like, basically the whole basketball team to our house. And it was like, you know, it's off campus, so I get that because you can drink. And, like, some of the niggas was underage and all that stuff. But it was like these niggas just came in straight up, like, just they sweatsuits. Uh, I think back then they still even had Nike or they had, like, Under Armour, but they could wear Nike shoes still. So they was kind of sweet. You know, they had, like, decent colors and shit and shit. But, um, yeah, these niggas came through, and it was like, you know, you know how it was in college. If you ever been or been to a college party, it's like girls get in free, dudes pay you know like five dollars for a couple, whatever. These niggas it was like we were on a basketball team, and we're like, well, we know that because like we're all sports fans and shit, so we know you're on the basketball team. And you know, I'm like a kind of fanatic for like my local team, so you know, I knew these niggas' backgrounds, like where they grew up, and you know, what school they went to, what were they, not to say stats and all that, but you know what their statue was in high school. Like, so I'm not even trying to put nobody on Front Street, but I will like put respect where it is due. Um, like, you know, there was some niggas that would come to the gym because I used to work at the gym at the school. 
things were coming to the gym as athletes, I'm like, oh, you know who I am, to the girls working, and the girls like, I don't know, do you know who Blank Blank is? I'm like, yeah, I know who that is. But, like, I know because I should. But there were some dudes who was like, yeah, they made it to the pros, NFL, NBA. Everybody should know who they are. Um, get back to the story, original story. These basketball niggas was like, oh, we trying to get in. We're not paying. He was like, uh, no. <laughs> and it wasn't like they was trying to fight or nothing because, like, that wasn't the MO. But it was just like, why would we do that? Like, thinking that stipend money y'all can come up off of. Because all y'all niggas got a full rise. Like, it was, like, not the whole team. It was probably, like, five or set to seven people. And it wasn't none of the bums. Like, I saw Eric Hayes, Landon Milbourne, calling out names if you know this podcast. <clears throat> I mean, sorry, if you know the players that went to school at the time. Grievous Vasquez, Cliff Tucker, um, it was that crew. I don't know if there's anybody else. That sounds about right. I was like, man, sorry for saying I'm starting to choke a little bit. And I was like, man, these motherfuckers came through, tried to tried to drain our, our, our party. Because they were going to come in and try to drain all the chicks from the party and just roll out. And like, that's just lame. You know what I'm saying? Who does that? Like, I mean, go to the big bar. Go downtown. They let you in, you know, and then drain that joint. This is just a one room of house. Like, you know, we had two floors. Like, we all parted on, like, the one floor. Downstairs was, like, kind of area you could smoke. We didn't know who lived upstairs. They were not on our team, you know. So, it was good times. But bringing all that up, there's even a funnier story that one of my homies can attest to. We hooped a lot at the gym. <clears throat> I probably hooped more in the gym than I studied for classes. Because, I mean, I definitely flunked out, but then went back and finished. So, um for those that don't know, surprise. I mean, it's not a big deal. I don't say to anybody, as long as you finish, that's the point. And after finishing, I just kept moving, doing more and more shit. So, anyway, um, me and my homie was in the gym, and Maryland's team had already been eliminated. I think either eliminated from the tournament or they didn't go. There was like a big, like, which I started going the fall of 2003 and went all the way through uh, the summer of 2000. Technically, the winter of 2009, I did the 2008 year all the way through. And then the fall of 2009, I was like, ah, no. Nah. Um, but it was just like bad times off and on between the football and basketball team. Like, my freshman year, I went to all the basketball games. We was decent. We went to a tournament. We won the first game. We, I think, we lost in the second round. You know, for the first two years, football was decent. The first year for sure. Because they had Scotty McBride, Bruce Perry. Like you can look those dudes up. I remember seeing Bruce Perry up at this place called Adele's, like like a fancy restaurant on College Park's campus. Wasn't that fucking fancy? Uh, but you can use your monies for that. You can use your school points for that. Some motherfuckers would be up there heavy. Uh, he made it to the league. Scott Bryan did too for a little while. So football, basketball was on straight for the first year specifically. I was going to every game: football at home, basketball at home. It was a big deal. In the sophomore year, I didn't really go to basketball games. So I was so far away. I was still going to football games. It was easy to get into football games. I started hanging with a different crowd than the crowd I hung with my freshman year. So, um, that was different. Let me get back to the other story because I go over in circles. Um, <clears throat> specifically, playing ball all the time at the gym. So, you know, I worked there, but then I played ball up there. So, one time we up there at the gym, Maryland's already been eliminated or they made the turn to either or. Uh, a dude that I went to school with named Jeff Green. Um, graduated the year after me. They won the state title, which was awesome because I got to watch that at the school, like at the school I went to um, on my campus. Watched the two games, the semifinals and the finals, and they won both of them up in the finals. They won like 
crazy. Like a layup at the end, it was insane. Um, and the game before that wasn't bad either. It was a really good, it was a really good tournament. Um, like I said, I play ball. I know sports, whatever. So, Grievous Vasquez shows up, and I've seen him up at the gym before. He's six five, slender dude. He got handles, a little goofy, crazy, move his arms and stuff all kinds of ways where he can shoot from deep. Um, <clears throat> definitely not like, wasn't he like top, you know, 10 college player of the year, his senior year, but he definitely was top 25, you know, his senior year. And um, he's in the gym hooping with people. And I don't know if he's having a good day or a bad day. I know that at some point that day he was getting blocked by some dude and like the dude was like knocking shit down in his face. So I don't know if it was before or after the game we played. But we played, and as my friend tells him, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said some shit like that because I'm, like, dribbling down court. Like, I wanted to do, like, the smack his face shit, but, like, and one shit, but I wasn't trying to start no fight. Uh, I just was walking, down, walking him down the court, like, face up, dribbling slow. And I'm like, yo, you know, I talked to my homie Jeff. I wasn't really talking to Jeff at this time. Like, Jeff is big time at this time, so I was not talking to him. But I talked to my homie Jeff. He's like, what's up with your team, man? Why y'all ain't doing nothing? I think that time they was in the Final Four. And I was like, we're just not good enough or something like that. And I just pulled up a three in his face and just wet that joint. And, you know, it wasn't even, like, to be, like, I'm better than him because I'm definitely not. It was more to be, like, I never really liked his attitude. Like, he probably balled really good, but his attitude was piss poor. And he talked big shit. He thought it was hot shit. I told you, I remember, like, there's so many different instances with football and basketball players specifically. Because lacrosse dudes did it, too, but they were doing that at fraternities and sororities. So they was different. Um, our teams had, were good. The football and basketball were good enough. Like Nike gear, you know, shit like that. Like Jordan shit. Like people was at the first year specifically used to have on Nike. Um, and we was making money because we had won the ACC not too long ago. We won the National not that long ago. So from 2002, money was being made. 2002 was a great year for Maryland athletics. So a bunch of new shit was popping up. I can't I went in the right time. Perfect time. Well, they weren't broke no more. I think some other funny athlete stories at Maryland. Um, I knew some athletes that would smoke, you know. They was like, oh, they don't know who getting tested and who not. They would tell them. I was like, of course they would, because like, they don't want them getting in trouble. I think it's kind of lame to test high, I mean, college kids for weed, maybe Coke. But even then, like, Coke comes out, it's just they test them for, like, steroids and shit. That's it. Make sure you're not doing nothing crazy like that, because you're too young for that shit. Um... Oh, it's the other thing, and I hope this nigga never hears this. Or well, I, I hope you he do hear. I don't really give a shit. This is one dude who played on the team for a hot second. He did like kick return, punt return, and me and my homies was heavy in all the athletic shit. Like I told you, like I graduated high school at sixteen, so like I wasn't at my physical peak by the time I graduated high school. So the athlete that I was in high school wasn't the athlete that most kids would be in high school. So I like didn't get to that level until I was eighteen, nineteen, and I was already like two years in college and playing with grown dudes in basketball and you know flag football, but. Around the time I was 20, 19 and 20, uh, we played a lot of flag football. And, man, I was just beast fast, you know, catching everything, like, rangy. Like, and I wasn't smoking hard, hard, but I was smoking a decent amount. And I was just rangy. I do want to say, I feel like I need to apologize. When we were doing flag football, we had one year. We was beast. And we was fucking people up. The only team we lost to was that baseball team. And I hated their fucking asses. Motherfuckers were doing, like, double passes. They would pass it over here. The dude would pass it to somebody else way deep. But we was in the game the whole game until one time, like, I bit on something stupid, and I didn't have the speed to catch up to it. And the motherfucker scored, and I was like, this is some bullshit. Um, 
but we was fast. So, like, the one dude used to play for the team, and dude was, like, a kickoff return type guy. So, he was fast, small, you know. We were about the same height, probably about the same weight. Back then, I probably weighed about 165 pounds, you know, with, like, 5'10", solid. So, we used to play football just, like, on in the grass. Like, we would play football a lot, man. We were athletic and shit. We played a lot. We drank a good amount. We smoked a good amount. We kept in good shape. We ran a lot. I remember being able to book on this dude, like, uh, hit him with a, you know, post corner, get it all. Like, he be trying to run a fly, and I'm like, chase that damn boom, throw the ball, knock the ball out of his hand. Like, I was a monster. Like, um, I give myself plenty of credit because I had fun doing it. There's no way I would have wanted to bang heads with grown-ups in college. Like, I realized, like, I did like playing football, you know, all through my young years. But then by the time I got to college, like, it was like, it was such more of a business. So if I did, it wouldn't have been fun. So I'm glad I didn't do it. I'm glad I did the way I did because it's so much more fun to play intramurals and basketball, football. And, you know, I played a little soccer. I wasn't good at that. I was out there running. Um, that shit was all fun. I'm trying to think of any of more athletic athlete stories. Maryland. I mean, them niggas would be up at the mill zone hitting. Points was unlimited, so they hidden. I remember seeing what some of the niggas would stay. Or like in the summer, while the summer camp was going on, like, they living rough. But some of the niggas was living in a spot that was fucking nice. Um, that shit all just dependent, really. Um, but yeah, outside of that, man, that was just like something that came to my mind. This is like a little snippety snippet of some shit. Uh, wild stories of shit that happened. I mean, I remember one of my friends, I ain't gonna say his name. Um, I think like Florida State or Miami came uh, to Maryland. And he was cheering for Florida State and Miami, I think, both times. I think he really willed us to wins. He was such a hater, he was picking for both of them. And I remember just like, some dude like, didn't yell at him, but like, was like, ah, I told you. He's like, he don't really care. Like, y'all didn't get it the whole game. But it was funny because we did like rush the field for beat Florida State, rush the field for beat Miami. It was like, we sucked both those years. Um, people were so pressed to go to that champ sport bowl in Orlando. It was cold because it was in December. Like, people don't know Florida. I lived in Florida for five years. I've been in Florida plenty of times, like, as a kid. We used to go all the time in like November. Um, it was either November, spring break, or the summer, and sometimes all three. And the focus was family. So, like, in November, you go. Like, in daytime, it'd be fine. At night, it'd be cold. So, like, they're playing a champs sports bowl in December in Florida at night. It's going to be a little chilly. Like, it's a guarantee to be, like, 50. So, they went out there all pressed to go, all cold, dumb horse. Uh, I think they won. They played Purdue. I mean, I'm glad they won because they just went out there to catch L. That would suck. Sam Holland back we had. We had Joel Statum. That, those years were rough. The Sam was a decent, but he wasn't that good. Sean Hill was a beast. Scott McBride was a beast. I didn't get to see them. I got to see Scott McBride. Uh, we had a good, like I said, we had a good running game towards the end. And we was doing decent. Chris Turner was decent. Um, had a class with him. So I had a class for like all athletes. It was like a, I don't want to say like American studies, but like African-American focus or something really weird. Didn't make any sense. It was in this really small room, and there was like 12 of us, and it was like all athletes except for like three people. Girl basketball players, Chris Turner was a football quarterback, and he was white. Everybody else was black. Actually, it was two white girls, another white girl, and then a black girl who was like really, really light-skinned. So I sometimes confuse her to be white. That's not her fault, and I'm not being like biased, and I'm just like, she was wild, white actually. Anywho, um... And that class was, like, easiest class I've ever been in. Like, it didn't make any type of sense. This lady who was a teacher was, like, the same age as us. 
and, and she just didn't care. She was like, as long as y'all show up, we had to do a group project that like didn't even have to like present. We just like turn something in. Most of the class would just be in a discussion about something that happened in real life. Good class. We were taking a women's studies class with my homie, Greg, and we, uh, they swore the teacher like me. This is like my freshman year, maybe, or sophomore year. They swore the teacher like me, Asian lady. Like, she loves you, Tony. She loves you. She in love with you. I was like, really? I ain't gonna front, though. I had missed a bunch of assignments and had a beach. Like, if you turn the ball in, you'll get an A. I turned all those suckers in. Sure enough, got an A. It was like one of the few A's I ever earned. Uh, but she never, like, hit on me. She never asked me to go out or nothing like that, so. I say she didn't like me that much. Like she probably liked that I was, you know, including myself. I guess she called on me a lot. Listen, outside of Greg, I was the other black dude in the class. They had a country white dude in the class. It was like a mix of people in this women's studies class. Like this one dikey looking girl and this girl who looks like a tomboy. I guess I shouldn't say dikey looking. I apologize. I'm not trying to be mean about this. Just being descriptive based on things that I've been taught and the things I see. And you know what? Honestly, there's no excuse for that either. So no, I apologize for no objections and no buts. I'm going to do better. Um, what else? Uh, I'm trying to come up with just athlete jumps, but like so many other things pop up. Um, I remember seeing Darius Hayward bed as soon as he got drafted, and then nigga definitely had a Range Rover already, which is smart. You know, get that paper up, do what you want. A lot of players went to the league, and some of them came back, and they would be in the fucking bars, like throwing money. I like throwing it, but like it was the bar, and it didn't cost that much, so it would be easy to do. Um, what else? Yeah, that's it. I mean, never fought no athletes. Uh, I'll give you this last story since it's 21 minutes, and then this will be the last thing. It's nothing to do with athletics or anything like that. But it counts the first time somebody ever called me the N-word. And I did fight them, but it wasn't because they called me the N-word. Um, so this is circa 2006. And there's this dude who is kind of drunk. He acting a little crazy. He had some, like, shared friend's house, but I didn't know him. He was friends with another person. Actually, he was a friend of a friend because he was friends with somebody who was friends with somebody directly. You get what I'm saying? So he didn't know anybody there. He came with a friend who was invited there. And that's always weird. You know how that is. But these motherfuckers came dumb drunk already. And then I guess there wasn't, like, drinks flowing enough for them or something. I don't know. But dude started wilding. He was, like, throwing shit. And, uh... You know, he just was, like, couldn't stand up. Chubby dude. And then, um, you know, I made it a point because I was just, like, dude's wilding. His friend's not doing anything. His friend's, like, blue loving on some girl. I'm, like, I'm just going to take the point and just, like, put him out. And, like, I was real nice about that. Hey, man, come on outside, man. You've been a little loud. we got to be a little quiet. And I put him outside and closed the door on him. And he was mad. So I guess that was wrong. But he was wilding. So he was mad. So he started beating on the window and the door. And I was, like, oh, man. You want to beat on something, man? Like, come on, man. Like, what's up with you? Like, chill. I, you know, I might have said, like, you want to beat on something, you can try to beat on me. But I don't know. Pause. Like, I don't know if I said all that. Anywho, um, this dude was in a fraternity with another white dude. So, whatever. This dude, you wouldn't imagine what he looked like, especially for him calling me the N-word. But this dude was, like, of some sort of browner skin Asian descent. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have been Indian, Pakistani. Um, but that's the vibes I was getting from. I don't know his name or nothing like that. He was like, he got mad at me. I don't know if we were arguing. I was like, man, you just in the church. Like, that's why you're a fucking nigger. And I was like, I mean, what does that even mean? You know, I mean, honestly, I'm in college, so like, I definitely probably had some J's on, you know, a hat, like, you know, nothing crazy. Like, I, 
you know, he wasn't wearing a suit, you know, <laughs> I think if I had some flip-flops, some shorts on, you know, he wasn't like looking like he was debonair and I was just like, shit. Um, but like, you're a fucking nigger. And I was, like, I, I was like, I told him, I was like, honestly, you know what? That doesn't really bother me. I said, the fact that you feel like you have to say that to me means more about you than it does about me. Like you're wearing these letters and like, you probably don't know behind your back, your brothers could be talking to you about you the exact same way you're trying to talk about me. And I feel the lame, but like keep that stuff on the other side. They ain't for me. And then I think he like didn't take that even the way or two. And like he tried to approach me, like rush me. And man, I had to put the fucking pause on this dude. Like it was a shame because at some point he was just like loud. So at some point, like there was some people who like walked by, came around the corner, saw something. And I'm small, dude's a chubby dude. Um, and like he could rush me. So I'm like, back, 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 back. just giving them like the work, you know, all straight shots. He was falling into this trash can. And then, like, the youngins and shit was like, oh, come inside, come inside. Like, the cops could be coming. And the cops definitely was not coming. It wasn't coming for dude. His homie came up on me after the family. What you trying to do, motherfucker? You didn't get to the ass whooped with him, too? And he's like, no, nah, I ain't like that. Just, like, chill out. And I was like, all right, well, get the fuck out of my face. And he didn't do anything either. And it just was so weird how, like, that just changed the whole script. Like, everybody, like, calmed down. And those dudes just left. And the girl that he was boo-loving on weird, I don't know, she probably was mad. But, like, it was just weird. And then... I want to say it was like leaving like the next, leaving like that might have been like a Thursday night. It might have been that Sunday. Cause I don't really remember the dude's face like that now. Okay, if I saw him, I'd walk right by him and wouldn't know. But at the time, I recognized his face really well. And some Sunday, me and my homie Dan, we went up to fucking Cornerstone to watch the football games, get some wings and all that shit. And Nick was up there. And he didn't look at me. He looked down, you know. And I'm a very compassionate guy, so I felt bad for whooping his ass. But the same token, he asked for that. And I took all the opportunities to, like, walk away. He, like, kept bringing the action to me. Um, in addition to all that, like, I'm sure he felt bad because he probably was just really drunk. And by the time he said the nigga thing, it was, like, way too late. Like, he was already foregone. He probably felt that way about me at some point that night. You know niggas be hating. And then he's like, I'm going to just say this to him. His homie didn't want to fight, though. He should have picked the right homie to be with. Because I remember going with a homie one place. And he wasn't really my homie. He was like a friend of mine. And this was like my freshman year of college. We were off campus. He didn't go to college with me. I knew him from the hood. Went to this party. He should talk to this military dude one time in the party. I think he kept doing it. But, like, you know, he think he cute. So he's smacking on all the girls. This dude just sucker punches him and, like, runs away. This nigga shit just like bleeding and all this shit. But this is like New Year's Eve. And I rode with this nigga. And he drove like a stick. It was like a race car because he liked to race. So I had to ride home with this nigga drunk. We were like in VA. I just couldn't wait to get out of his car. I could have died that night. That motherfucker could barely see and shit. He was bleeding out his nose and shit. He got some sympathy probably for some chick. But like not that night because he had his nose busted. Um, And it wasn't that going that well for me anyway. So I was happy to leave. But it's just funny to think about. Um. And neither one of us was 21 at the time, for sure. Like, I feel like I was a solid 19. And because he's a little bit older than me, he probably was 20. Because uh, everybody went to school was a little bit older than me. Anywho, that's some good stories for now. Uh, if there's anything I could say to end the game with is it's crazy how time we just don't go fucking stop. This shit seems like it was just yesterday. Some things are very vivid, and there's days so I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I did that day. Oh, yeah, I did do that. I don't remember that at all. And that's just like memories. That's how things work.
Hope I remember all the good ones only. Nothing bad. Because fuck bad memories. We only want good ones. When I die and I see that dream, or I feel like I'm going to heaven, I want that, that fucking real to be all awesome shit. Great times with my family, my kids, my wife. That's what I want to see. And to get that last bit of, you know, whatever that shit is, we lift the toe that you produce when you're born and when you die. Give me that shit. God, 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 God. Pause it. Here we go. All right, y'all. Hope this comes out great and you enjoy it. And if not, well, you wasted probably 28 minutes of your life, and I do apologize. Not at all. Bye.